0: Welcome to another episode of our digitally remastered old-time radio shows from SolvedMystery.com. Visit our website for complete collections of your favorite old-time radio series. Remember to follow us so you won't miss new releases from SolvedMystery.com. The following transcribed program is rebroadcast by the Armed Forces Radio Service to our fighting men overseas. Presents The Roy Rogers Show. Friends, tonight as usual, Goodyear brings you Roy Rogers. But because of the great news we've all been hearing, we want you to know that we will interrupt this program instantly for any late news flashes. Meanwhile, you'll hear Bob Nolan and the Sons of the Pioneers, Pat Friday, the Farr Brothers, Perry Botkins Orchestra, Goodyear's guest tonight, motion picture villain Porter Hall. And now the greatest name in rubber, Goodyear, invite you to meet America's greatest Western star, Roy Rogers.
1: I've
2: got a locket in my pocket, a plain golden locket. Got a locket in my pocket, right next to my heart. I've got a picture in this locket the locket in my pocket, got a picture in this locket, with which I'll never part. The face in the picture is beautiful to see, and the girl that the face belongs to, she belongs to me. I've got a locket in my pocket, my sweetheart's in that locket, got my sweetheart in my pocket, right next to my heart. is beautiful to see, and the girl at the face belongs to, she belongs to me. I've got a locket in my pocket, my sweetheart's in that locket, got my sweetheart in my pocket, right next to my heart, right next to my heart. Howdy, folks, and welcome from me and the gang to tonight's Goodyear Get Together. We've rounded up a few new and some old songs for the occasion and one of the West's most uh, amazing legendary stories. But right now, it's time for you to meet our guest for this evening one of the swellest actors who ever foreclosed a mortgage on poor little Nell,
3: Mr. Porter Hall.
1: Hi, Porter.
3: That's a nice welcome, after you asked me to come over to your (laughs) get-together.
2: Well, Shucks, don't mind the folks, Porter. They've seen you as a villain in so many pictures that
3: they just can't keep from booing at you. Well, I'm so misunderstood, Roy. To everyone who's ever seen me in pictures, I'm a no-good, low-down, unprincipled crook. Now, honest, Roy, you know I'm not that way at all. Much. (laughs) (laughs) Porter, I'm surprised at you. Why, I think I'd much
2: rather play your part than my own. The heavy in the picture, oh, well, he always gets his own way, and... And you get most of the close-ups, you know, where you sneer and twirl your mustache and make everyone in the
3: audience hiss at you. Well, that's a real trouble, Roy. I never know if they're hissing the character or the actor playing the part. Well,
2: when Porter Hall is playing the part
3: uh, as a villain, it isn't the actor they're hissing, you
2: can believe me. But just to give you a break, Porter, we've got a sketch for you to to play in tonight about one of the West's most amazing characters. And just to prove that you're the star and the hero, I'm not
3: even going to play in it. How's that? Well, that's what I call really being a hero. Giving a whole story to a screen bad man, uh, uh, but what are you going to do, Roy?
2: Well, first of all, Porter, I'm going to keep an eye on you and make sure you don't forget yourself and steal the ranch. <laughs> <laughs> then I'm going to just sort of keep the get-together moving, like now when I call on the sons of the pioneers to dedicate a song to you.
1: He always sings, dragging music to the cattle as he swings back and forward in the saddle on a horse. That is such a funny meter to the roar of his feet or how to run. When you hear the fellow's gun, because the western folks all know He's a high-polluting, scooting,
2: shooting son of a gun From Arizona Ragtime Cowboy Joe Out in Arizona where the bad men are The only thing to guide you is
1: an evening star The roughest, toughest man by far Was Ragtime Porter Hall He always sings, ragging cattle at the to swing Back and forward in the saddle on a horse That'll sing. And such a funny meter to the roar of his feet and how they run. When they hear the bells come to call the western folks all know. He's a high-pollutin' shooting shooting son of a gun from Arizona. Right-time Porter, right-time Porter, right-time Porter Hall.
0: Today, when congratulations are being offered all over the world to the millions who worked and fought for victory in Europe, Goodyear would also like to propose a toast. A toast of its own and to its own. A toast to the 24,783 of its men and women in the armed forces. It's well done to those in Europe. It's good luck to those in the Pacific. And here's a toast, too, to the 100,000 Goodyear employees at home who, with their war work, have contributed and are continuing to contribute to final victory. To them, good work, and let's keep punching hard till the Japs get theirs.
2: It's the Far Brothers' furious fiddle and galloping guitar in Cajun Stone. That Friday, you have missed a couple of good songs, but you're in plenty of time for the story, Porter Hall and I are going to tell tonight.
4: Porter Hall, do I know him? Are you my uncle every...
3: Yes, every Friday
4: <laughs> i
3: uh, I am now fabulously wealthy, and um, I intend to buy you the finest ranch in the west
4: oh but but I already have a ranch oh, you have
3: as if I didn't know, but uh you deserve a much bigger one now. Uh, If you would just give me that piece of paper you're holding, which I assume to be the deed to your present property...
4: Here you are, sir. Uh
3: (laughs) Aha. My proud beauty, now I have you in my power. Doggone you, (laughs) Porter Hall. Unhand that girl and give her back that deed.
4: Uh, Aw, shucks, Roy. That isn't the deed to my ranch. It's just a song I'm going to sing tonight.
3: Curses
2: foiled again. (laughs) Not exactly, Porter, because if Pat'll forgive you and sing the song right now, you'll get the treat of your life. Folks, Miss Pat Friday singing Close as Pages in a Book.
1: We'll be close as pages in a book, my love and I. So close we could share a single look. Every sigh So close that before I hear your laugh My laugh breaks through and when a tear starts to appear My eyes grow misty through Our dreams won't come tumbling to the ground The longest book is found
2: lot about a cowman's pony, but there's another little animal. I guess the West would never have been made without him. You find him packing loads twice their own weight, where grubby prospectors work, work tirelessly in the desert sands. You'll find them high up in the mountains where a less sure-footed animal will plunge his rider 5,000 feet down a sheer drop. Well, oh, maybe their voices aren't as musical as a cowhand's song as he sings and quiets his herd, but I've yet to see the true Westerner who didn't cuss them and love them. A gentle, sure-footed little braying bird.
1: Across the plains and over the hills go When I was young, I used to be a high pollutant shooting son of a gun up in Wyoming. The gal. She loved my pal. So I packed my bag and saddled my nag and then I took her off.
0: the Cowboys in a new western ballad, Don't Blame It All On Me. If our love should fade like a cold winter's day, don't blame it all on
2: me. Their true love has flown, might have known, friends will say, don't blame it all on me. There was a time, dear, when we were so gay, I heard you say, I love only you, someday with the dawn, all our love may be gone, but don't blame it all on me, for after all dear, I too have a heart, you have it now, don't break it apart, someday our romance may break up just by chance, but don't blame it all.
0: Roy, you've got both Pat and me busting with curiosity about the yarn you and Porter Hall are going to tell. What's so different about it?
4: Come on, Roy, don't just stand there with that twinkle in your eye.
0: Well, kids, tonight's story is about the greatest cowboy who
2: ever rode a bronc, shot a six-gun, or roped a steer. As a matter of fact, he's the man who taught broncos to buck, who invented the six-shooter and considered the lariat one of his unimportant
0: inventions.
4: Oh, Uh, no, uh, wait a minute, Roy.
0: Now, you wait a minute, miss. Don't accuse Roy here of exaggerating. But, Roy, anybody knows the six-gun was invented by Samuel Colt. That, Vern,
2: is just a rumor. The six-gun was definitely invented by Pecos Bill.
4: Pecos Bill? Never heard of him.
0: Female tenderfoot. Bah! But who was Pecos Bill, Roy? He sounds as fantastic as this whole character here.
2: He's much more so, Vern. Pecos Bill is the most fantastic character the imaginations of thousands of cowboys ever dreamed up. And if you'll all just make yourselves comfortable... Porter Hall and I will tell you plenty about him. Now, I'm not saying that Pecos Bill is dead even today. To be honest, I don't know if Bill was ever born. They say he was born in Texas, and he was quite a baby. weighed 73 pounds (laughs) and stood more than four feet tall. He got lost out on the prairie one day and and didn't have anybody to play with, so Bill wound up living and playing with the coyotes. Well, just about Bill's ninth birthday, a cowboy who'd wandered off the trail came upon Bill just as the big kid was having a morning exercise.
1: Uh.
4: Uh. 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 Hey there, son! Uh. What you doing? playing? Tarnation, don't you use your eyes! Can't you see them raffling? Now hold on! That ain't fair! One younger like you, there's only two bears. Let up on them,
3: please. Well, uh, uh, well, I don't like to be picking on somebody who ain't moon size. but, shucks, there ain't more than two bears left around these parts. Guess a play too rough. Most of them die of a busted neck.
4: Well, what entire place are you doing out here in these hills anyhow? Running around shameless like that with no, no stitch of clothes on your body. Clothes?
3: Don't you know us coyotes don't wear no clothes?
4: You've been chewing loco weed, youngster? You ain't no coyote. You're a human being.
3: I ain't no human being. I'm a regular natural born coyote. Don't I live with them varmints? Don't I talk to them? Don't I howl like them? (coughs) Ain't I got fleas?
4: Now, looky here, Button. There ain't no proof you're a varmint. Why, sakes alive. Ain't a human being these parts that don't howl and ain't got fleas?
3: Well, don't you call me no human being.
4: Well, Well, that's what you are. Look. Ain't every varmint you ever see got a tail? <laughs> now, ain't they?
3: Why, sure. All varmints got tails. That's natural. Uh,
4: darn tootin' it is. Then if you're you're a varmint, wh- where's your tail? <laughs> <laughs> well? I,
3: uh, well, dog blast it to lightning. You're right. I ain't got no tail. Of
4: course you ain't. So you see, son, you're not a varmint at all. You're a human being.
1: <laughs> I don't want to be no human being. <laughs> I don't wanna be no human being
4: Now, look here, fella. You is a human being, and it's my duty as another human being to take you back to civilization) <laughs>
2: That's just about the time that Texas started to make its place in the world. Just when Pecos Bill was dragged back to civilization. What with eating regular, Bill started to grow. And inside of a year, Bill was more than eight feet tall and weighed better than a half a ton. But Bill was lazy and hated to work.
3: But, Roy, what, what kind of work did Pecos Bill do?
2: Almost any kind of ranching, Pat. Roping, branding, and, well, you know, when he'd do the branding, he'd do it with his bare hands. He'd just grab a yearling, tuck it under his arm, and... Stuff his ears up so he wouldn't hear the cat's ball. And, you know, Bill was kind of a soft hearted cuss.
4: You mean he wasn't tough, Roy? He wasn't a bad man?
2: A bad man? Pat Pecus Bill was so bad that he killed off everybody in his part of Texas that had enough spunk to stand up to him. Then he got so tired of the peace and quiet that he, he finally started heading west. Well, he finally run out into the run into an old fella and stopped his horse.
1: Ah! Tarty, stranger! <coughs>
3: Hey, can you direct me to some place where I might find myself a real man? You know, the kind what takes a real joy in a killing. Well, just keep heading up this canyon about 200 miles and you'll find him right enough. Yes, sir, he sure will. Oh, well, thanks, old-timer. Pecosville is much obliged to you.
0: Did you say Pepe, Pepe, Bill? Yes,
3: sir, you did. Pecosville's my name. Up and daisies, I
0: gotta get out of here. Get it there.
3: Hmm, if he was really in a hurry, I wonder what took the old goat so long. All right, for goodness sakes, don't stop there. What did Pegas Bill do? Did he, go... did he go the 200 miles up the <laughs> canyon?
2: Well, yes and no, Pat. You see, old Bill turned his horse and started, but after riding only about 20 miles, a doggone horse stubbed his toe on a cottonwood tree and busted his leg. Well, all Bill could do was follow the coat of the West. He covered his eyes with one hand and pulled out his rifle, which he used as a pistol, aimed it at the poor horse's head and with tears running down his (laughs) cheeks,
3: Goodbye, old paint. (laughs) Someday we'll meet again, you and me, over on the other side of the great horizon.
2: (laughs) But before Bill could squeeze the trigger, the horse looked up and with tears streaming from his big brown eyes, he said... Now, wait a minute, Bill.
0: You ain't gonna shoot me just cause three of my four-legs is busted, are you?
3: Well, I reckon I was, but if you got any last words...
0: uh... you You know I ain't one of them regular, undersized, scrawny little horses. Just leave me alone for a bit and I'll get well.
3: Well, doggone if I don't believe you. Well, I'm gonna take the saddle off you and leave you here. Then I'll leg it up to where that bunch of tough hombres are, and when you feel well enough in about 20 or 30 minutes, just caught up and jine (laughs) me. Well, I hadn't gone two miles further, saddled over one arm, when I spotted a little rattlesnake no more than 18 feet long. So I uh, put down the saddle and I reached out and I grabbed the sneaking sidewinder and after cuffing him good fashion a few times, the snake told me he'd give up. So I coiled the little feller like a lariat, stuck him on my saddle horn, and I started on up the canyon.
2: Hello, boy, Bill. Tell him the rest of the story.
3: Try and stop me, you movie cowboy! You.
1: <laughs>
3: well, a little piece further up the road a catamount jumped me. A What? A catamount, a mountain lion. Don't you know nothing? Anyway, he knocked me to the ground, and that made me sore. <laughs> Come
1: got a big
3: me up like that. Take that. Take that. No, no. Quit, Bill. Quit. Can't you take a joke? Oh, so it was a joke, was it? Yeah, but it didn't turn out so well, Bill. Honest, I'm the sorriest catamount out of captivity. Well, at least you're the dumbest catamount I ever see. Oh. Just for that, I'm throwing this saddle on your stupid back and riding you up the canyon. No. Yeah, using this rattlesnake for a whip. Now, get over there. Go Oh. Now. now. let's get started. Else will now break you in two and only eat the best piece.
2: <laughs> well, as soon as Bill got the saddle... Hey, he...
4: just a minute, Roy. That's a fib. How come the horse and the catamount actually talked to Bill, and Bill answered
1: them?
2: Well, heavens to Betsy, Pat. Wasn't the lad brought up with coyotes? Why, shucks, he had more trouble talking straight Texan than he did chewing a rag with them varmints. Uh, what happened then, Bill?
3: Well, I read into the camp where all them hard bitten owl hoots was sitting around eating chow. So I hauled up my catamount and I walked over to the cook pots and I looked in. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, what's this? Beans.
1: Ah.
3: Nothing but six quarts left. Well, I'll start on those. Hmm. Mm. Ah. <clears throat> well, ain't so bad, but they make me thirsty. Uh, give me that coffee pot. Look out, stranger! That pot is a barling. Shut up! Ah. Ah. Yeah. Now, someone hand me that porcupine to wipe my mouth on, and we get down to business. What is your business, partner? Who's boss of this gang? That's what I want to know. Who's boss around here? Yeah, stranger, I was, but you be.
1: <laughs>
4: Did anyone ever hear of Pecos Bill after that, Roy? Well, sure,
2: Pat. A few years later, someone bet him he couldn't ride a cyclone. Well, Pecos Bill was the kind of a fellow no one could dare, so he went back to Kansas, waited for a twister, and, and when one came along, why, he climbed aboard. And
0: was he killed, Roy? I mean,
2: did the cyclone throw him? Throw a legendary character like that? Why, not at all, Vern. By the time that twister crossed Colorado, he had it as tame as a lamb. But then... He got a little bit overconfident, you know. He rolled himself a cigarette, and when he, when he couldn't find any matches, he reached up and grabbed a piece of forked lightning.
3: Oh, I see, Roy, and the lightning electrocuted him? Huh? Shucks,
2: that? no, Pat, but it tickled him and got, got him to laughing so much he didn't <laughs> look where he was going, so he slipped off the cyclone and dropped 97 miles to Earth.
0: Oh, Roy, that doesn't seem
2: possible. But it happened, Vern, and where Bill landed, he weighed so much and fell so far that he knocked the Earth 150 feet below sea level. Folks called the place where he landed Death Valley, because they figured he'd never survive such a bump. Fact is, I was surprised as you were when Pecos Bill walked in here
1: tonight. It's
0: the whole Goodyear gang, led by Roy Rogers, the king of the cowboys, in Skies Are Bloor's. Skies are bluer in Oklahoma,
2: Oklahoma, where my heart lies. Songs are newer in Oklahoma, Oklahoma, as the crow flies.
1: That's where the yellow corn is brighter, and cotton's whiter than snow.
2: Just listen to the weed a swaying, it sounds like it's saying hello. Bells are ringing, and boys are singing. Oil is gushing, and the folks are rushing out to Oklahoma, home of U.S.A. The well, corn is brighter and cotton's whiter
1: than snow Just listen to the sweeter swaying it sounds like it's saying hello
2: Looks as if our time for tonight is like the water in a stream in the middle of the summer. It's all run out. But we've got more time again next week, and we'd like you all to be back sitting with us uh, at our Goodyear get-together. We have some songs and music and a little chatter, western style, and a rip-roaring story about the old days that should please everybody. So till next Tuesday, this is Roy Rogers thanking Porter Hall for appearing with us tonight and saying for the whole gang, goodbye, good luck, and may the good Lord take a liking to you. Don't forget,
1: smiles are made out of the sunshine and the frown from a rain.
0: Now this is Vern Smith saying goodnight for Goodyear, the greatest name in rubber. If you like the songs and stories of the West, don't miss tuning in next Tuesday. Same station you're tuned to now, same time of the day on your clock, when Goodyear will bring you another get-together with Bob Nolan and the Sons of the Pioneers, Pat Friday, the Far Brothers... Barry Botkin and his orchestra, and starring the king of the cowboys, Roy Rogers. The Roy Rogers program was transcribed... is V.E. Day, don't forget to buy another bond. A war hat Thank you for joining us and enjoying our digitally remastered old-time radio shows from SolvedMystery.com Please remember to leave us a review and to follow us for frequent releases.